It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. 6 o'clock. It's live. The people are listening. But, of course, the comedians who are so concerned are all outside. Of course they are, even though they all know we start at 6 o'clock and it is a radio show. They'll filter in. There's eight seats inside. That means that eight people can be inside at a time. It's Joke Workshop, so that we, we hope that you listen to each other's jokes. Take good notes. Be kind to one another and be helpful. Again, eight seats. So eight people can be inside with masks. We're going to leave the door open. All that kind of stuff. Uh, remember, if you're going to make comments to people, which is great, you come back into this studio room behind the glass and keep your masks on. That's important. Uh, I do have new little covers on all of the microphones, though, so it's fine. Uh, there's four-minute sets. You'll know that it's four minutes because at three minutes, you'll get the horn. That means you have a minute left, so wrap it up. And then we give comments for four minutes on those comedians. I can guarantee that the first eight people will get comments, but then we're not sure after that. Uh, usually I'm selfless and I don't take time, but I kind of need to work on things this week because I get to open for House Barks on Saturday and I don't want to eat a dick. No, I mean, obviously I'm not going to eat a dick or whatever, but it'd be nice if I could actually practice some stuff and whatever. Um, okay, so uh, remember four minutes, that's four minutes comments. Leave your masks on. Uh, don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Uh, you can put cash in that little bucket up there, or you can always Venmo us at Mutiny Radio, all one word. And that's going to be confusing because it's not the one with the logo. It's the one with the Bert and Ernie on it. Don't ask. Don't ask. Um, okay, well, let's get started. Your first comedian, he drove all the way here from Sacramento. That is just, that's just his, his dedication is Unheard of. Uh, he's he's dreaming. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dane Nichols. Pam, you're just setting it up to be all the sadder when I bomb. Come on, how are you going to do that? You're going to make them feel bad. <laughs> Pam, you wrote a joke for my old uh, haircut, and I just updated it. So I'm gonna I'm relying on you. I need a new opener. All right, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm relying on you for that. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm not used to going first. How's everyone doing? I ask you a question. That means you have to pay attention to me now. All right, listen. Uh, we're all getting older, you know. Uh, we've had a tough uh, past year. And uh, those moments where you just have a pure childlike moment of joy, those pure moments of, of bliss are just too few and far between nowadays. You know, like, remember when you were a kid and the ice cream truck would roll through your neighborhood and you'd hear the jingle and you'd have that moment of anticipation where you were thinking about what treat you were going to get? Um, yeah, the ice cream truck. There, so I used to live in L.A. There wasn't an ice cream truck in L.A., but there was um, the next best thing. There were homeless trans prostitutes who would ride around on bicycles and uh, play music out of their boom boxes to advertise their services. This is, was all the time in Hollywood when I lived there. So I would just hear, California knows how to party. And I'd be like, oh boy, I'm going to go get my dick sucked. I mean, it made me feel like I was 10 years old again. 
Oh, my God. When I was 10 years old, the ice cream truck man used to just suck my dick all day long. It was great. <laughs> oh, I guess you guys are trying to cancel him for that nowadays. <laughs> Fuck off. I like my uh, ice cream truck driver uh, blowjobs. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Uh, all right. I have uh, something new, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking about how crazy it is. Uh, to be a white man in America uh, because literal centuries of work have been done to set me up to have an awesome life, you know? So when I get pulled over and I'm like drunk and high and there's a bunch of illegal shit in my car, I just get to act like the prince. I'm like, how? why did you pull me over? I Can't you see I have places to be? And uh, just... It's just crazy that I've gotten to this point where I'm this like protected, you know, class of of uh, people. You know, I'm all I'm saying is white supremacy is awesome if you're white. Th is that fair? I don't see any problem with that. I don't. <laughs> I don't see any problem with saying that. Um, you know what? So you know what they say about guys with big feet, right? They're Sasquatches. Bigfoot. That's right. Speaking of Bigfoot, uh, I had a group of friends in high school that were in this cute little like cryptozoology paranormal hunt kind of club, and they would go on these Bigfoot hunts, and they would invite me to come along. And I don't think they really believed any of it. You know, it was just something to do for fun. Um, but even so, uh, they would invite me to come along, and I would tell them, fuck no, I have an evidence-based view of reality. I wouldn't be caught dead looking for Bigfoot. And I really hope they believed me because the truth is I am terrified of what's going to happen when they find Bigfoot. I mean, he is an apex predator. If you're not scared of Bigfoot, then we haven't been uh, reading the same articles. You know, I could send you some links. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to leave you on this one. My, uh, my sweet, dearest old grandma asked me to take the dog out. So... I killed it. Should have picked your words better, Grandma, you dumb old bitch. All right, that's it for me. Day Nichols, everyone. Day Nichols. Uh, if you have comments and stuff, you can come back here and have your mask on, and I have a mic. Um, okay, so I think the new one for your haircut is Keanu Reeves had a date with Edward Scissorhands. Even though Edward Scissorhands has Johnny Depp, but anyways, it's the same time period. But uh, I thought right that on. was that worked out. Um, I, I mean, I I've, I I think it's in I think it's brave of you to take on white supremacy and trans issues when you're like the whitest. Like, I mean, I, I mean, you. I, it just it's like okay, all right. Um, but you didn't you didn't use the T word, so that's good. You said it. You said that your prostitute was trans, right? Uh, yeah, I've been taking that word out like lately specifically just because I feel like any like trans, any mention of that even is kind of hack, right? So I, I've, and I mean the reality, I mean this joke comes from, a I mean that is just the reality is that the prostitutes I'm talking about in, in, in Hollywood were trans, but I am gonna, I am meaning to remove that. I just well, you could say trans. I'm just glad you didn't use the T word, which is the, when you add the diminutive IE on the end and it's bad, oh, you know, that's okay. that because it's like the last and not to be super triggered, but I, I am just trying to forward 
critical thought and everything and the language. And this is the last word a lot of people hear before they're murdered. So it's kind of like a word that I know people joke about it and they're like, ooh. And every movie in the 80s and 90s used it ubiquitously. Um, but still, like, we're the masters of the language. So just try to cull that out. If I you especially can. You am the master of language. You I'm know, an English but, major. But we, but we all are, literally. like, And that's when, whenever we use words, we're forwarding the language. And the more we use, so it's like, it's like when everyone used to be like, oh, man, you're so gay. And then we finally were like, that's really offensive. Um, it was hard to get a honk in on you because you, 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 you've got to breathe a little. Slow down. Let things breathe. Like, relax. Right, because like I was like, okay, I can. Uh, you're, you're just you're go 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 going. Don't forget to breathe. Uh -huh. And then um, was Apex Predator the punchline on the big giant line? I was having trouble finding out which parts of the Bigfoot joke you meant to be the punchlines. And I was like, is Apex Predator the punchline there? It's. I hope they believed me because the truth is I'm terrified of what's going to happen when they find Bigfoot. So it's they don't really, my friends don't really believe in Bigfoot, even though they're the ones hunting for him. But I am afraid of Bigfoot. So Not, then yeah. there's got to be, that's still a setup. There's got to be a punchline after that, like, because he's going to eat my face or because he's going to rip my dick off mm -hmm. or whatever he's going to do to you, I think is the, because it gets muddled, right? Like you're like, I'm afraid that and then your sentence is like three sentences long and then I'm like, what was the punchline? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be helpful. I'm sorry. I'm not, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 okay, no I appreciate good. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Peter, what have you, what have you done? If so I stop uh, talking, then someone's going to come take the stage from me. Uh, <laughs> so I have to power through. <laughs> I was going to say that that one was muddled, but not for like the, like it not being clear that it was a punchline. I think there needs to be more like of an emotional contrast of like that you're terrified, but it's the same voice that you're using throughout like the bit. So like, I can't really like differentiate that you're terrified. Like I think the deadpan humor that you have works really great in the deadpan moments, but I think that's one where you need like a little more like contrast there. I could, I could freak out. Like, why would you go looking for Bigfoot? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your eyes are wide or something. You're like, like so like you like feel that you're terrified. The other comment I was gonna have is I like the ice cream. Of course, I like this joke. I like the ice cream man sucking your dick. I don't want you to spin it back on us, though, as like, oh, you're going to cancel him. Because, like, one, I don't think anyone in this room is going to cancel him. And two, like... For sucking a 10-year-old's dick as an adult? Fair, fair. But, like, I want, I want there to be, like... I want there to be, like, more of, like... It's kind of like the, that bomb is just sort of dropped, and then we, like, sort of, like, dance around it, you know? And, like, I don't know. Like, as tastefully as you can, like... You know, I, I, I don't think, like, the cancel culture part of it is, like... It's, like, not, it's not helping him. Mentioning it. It's yeah. Help, it's not forwarding the joke in any... Yeah. Any like, I almost want a little more, like, just detail on the situation there. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting everyone to be on the same page as me <laughs> that, like, the cancel culture thing is, like, a total farce and, like, just looking at it as a joke. But I think that maybe that's not clear. Like, a lot of people are taking it seriously so I yeah know. and like i think you're safe in this room that like i mean <laughs> like none of us here take cancel culture seriously <laughs> but like yeah i think i think that's the assumption behind it right on clap your hands together everyone for day nickel <laughs>
Hooray! Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion. Take notes and pay attention to Tamok Silva! Pam, I love your playlist. I don't know who it is, but it reminds me of my childhood. Who? Who was it? Blondie? I don't know. That's pretty fucking. I don't know. What's up? All right. Yeah, we're going to do some new material. Who's, let's get up for new material, guys. Yeah. That's the only clap I'm going to get for all this shit tonight. Uh, I'm trying to get a new tattoo. So I went on Instagram and I post, does anybody recommend a tattoo artist? At least 217 messages that my pe- friends that send me and random people, like they're tattoo artists and shit like that. I picked only three. And they were charging an arm and a fucking leg, right? I was like, God damn. And one tattoo artist was going to charge me two grand. I was like, oh, no, right? Another tattoo artist, 950. I was like, oh, we're getting somewhere, right? This other tattoo artist, $800 for a cover-up. I was like, oh, I like his tattoo. It's cool. He seems like a dope-ass person. You know, he's also Latino. I like to help my people that look like me. I'll give money instead. And... I, I, I DM, I was like, man, I love your work. Can we, can we make it an appointment? And he was like, yeah, bro, you know? And, and then I was like, what's the waiting period? He put, he, he replied back, five years and two months and two days. I was like, why? Like, what's going on? And he replied, he replied, he's like, well, I'm in San Quentin right now, so that's when I get out. I was like, oh, so I'm gonna wait five years for this guy to get out and, uh, keeps hitting me up and shit it's weird i forgot what i was gonna say you know what i, I you know what i want ladies i want y'all to do something different instead of giving you guys a blowjob that's nice keep doing that that's beautiful keep doing that but you should venmo your guy you know what i mean send him some zella money on the side some side ass you know what i mean okay guys don't like money and, and pussies okay you guys you guys are a new generation i don't know i like everything pussy and money and sometimes weed yeah nice and then uh what's the old saying two in the pink one in the stink I had one girl, I did that to her, right? But she had a fucking uh, abortion scar, so I had one pinky and the b- abortion scar, I was feeling it. Yeah, it was kinky shit, man, I don't know. <laughs> she wanted some love, I'm not gonna, you know, say no, what the fuck? What else I was gonna talk about? As I'm, I'm Native, I'm Native American, First Nation, I'm Pueblo Indian, but and also I'm half Latino, you know, you know, the history was all fucked up, right? You know what I mean? And you're Indian. Are you Indian? Yeah, we had the same common enemy, man. So you should fuck the red coats, all right? <laughs> but the, the negative thing about being native is like I have to deal with racism, like real fucking racism. I went to North Dakota, the pipeline. I seen white boys pulling guns on me, cops. I'm like, what the fuck, right? And it sucks, right? I don't like that. You should just judge somebody not by their skin, but who they really fucking are. But the good, the positive side of being native, every time. I have to go to jerry duty. You know, they get you a paper form to fill out. Like, why would you want to be in jerry duty? I put, I'm Native American. I don't like white people, period. <laughs> Never have to go to jerry duty ever, ever in my whole fucking life. Oh, was that you, Pam? Oh, no, that's the other bell. I was like, that's cool. Uh, let's see what else I want to talk about. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that was kinky. I always wanted to fuck a clown. That's, I don't know why. And I always wanted to fuck a girl with a split tongue. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just want to. I don't know. if Has anybody ever fucked anybody with a split tongue? No? Okay, well, shit. I'll let you know when it happens to me, guys, so. <laughs> All right, guys, my name is Guatemo. Please critique me. I want to be on Netflix. I want to help Pam out to get fucking rich, too, so tell me y'all guys with my material. 
One love. Be crazy. Tamark Silva. Please, if you want to say something, say you can call me fat, whatever. Just be honest. So for, I think I think I think you're wonderful. And oh, that I first joke too. was um, so funny and so wonderful. The only thing I would do to improve it would be to load the other two with wait times. So this one guy was two two thousand two K two thousand dollars four months <laughs> and then nine fifty because you didn't <laughs> mention time ah. until. So I think you'll get an extra laugh out of that if you're like. And you're like, 950? Well, it takes longer. Like, all right, you know, it's cheaper. So six months, fine. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. And then, and, and even not that much. Just just give us a little time. And then when you drop us with the five years, six months, and two days, it's like, ah, mm. ah. And then you get another laugh out of it actually being San Quentin. And you can probably even go farther down that rabbit hole. Like, he's really practicing tattoos. <laughs> with, like, he's practicing with just black and white, which is ink made out of, like, you know, he's using his hair as a brush or sure, something, something exactly. like that. Sure, exactly. I mean, I'm sure you could. He took an old cell phone and turned it into a new <laughs> something. Tattoo gun or something. Tattoo okay. gun, yeah. Okay. Um, and then abortion scar? I think you mean C-section scar? Ah, yes. Okay, just because an abortion scar would be like her vagina. Like, because they actually pull it out of your vagina. Mm. <laughs> Which could also be a joke if you wanted it to be. Okay. But, okay, other than that, everything was fantastic. Um, Vishal has some. Uh, yeah, what's up? Good to see you, buddy. What's uh, up, man? Hi. Like the like the new jokes. I think for the first one, is new, so I think you could cut down on the words a little bit. But I really liked the punchline. I think you could also tag it too, because my immediate thought was like I wanted to know what he would be in there for. I came up with a shitty one, okay. which was like he's in there for giving out deals so good they were a steal. Uh, <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. And then um, for the last joke, I really like that one too. I wonder if there's also a way to tag that because when when you said like. I really like I'm native. I don't like white people, mm-hmm. and that's why you're not going to jury duty. Mm. But I feel like they could come back and be like, "Lucky for you, we don't actually ever prosecute white people." That's pretty good. Okay, right, thank you, thank you. Okay, my feedback is like kind of, kind of similar to what was already said. Of like, I like Pam's suggestion of like bringing time in. Mm. Alternatively, I think you cut out the fact that there's three tattoo artists. Mm. And that they're like two thousand or nine fifty or whatnot, and you just get straight to like, I like this guy's work. It, like it costs like not that much, but it was like five years and however many days in prison. And the other thing I want to know is like, how do these people in prison like get on Instagram and promote their businesses? Like I think that's just like a fascinating like, just like, like thing that happens that like. I think there's more to like that idea there too. Right. The people that have their business on Facebook, like you found this guy through yeah, Facebook. Like, and it's like, how is the guy in JSC Quentin on Facebook? Or like, how are like rappers in prison recording new albums? Like, Ooh. I thought that was like not the point of prison. Off the payphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it was like riffing at the end when you talked about the forked tongue thing, but I want to know like why you want to make out with someone with a forked tongue. I don't know. It's different. Cause yeah, I, you know what? This is weird. I lost my virginity when I was 12 years old. I okay. love, I love women. I'm not saying like I'm a fucking fiend, but I, I just love women. Like, yeah. They're beautiful. They're nice. They're fucking, I don't believe in God, but God didn't make a fucking mistake. I love fucking women. Like <laughs> I do. And just like, you know, I just love it. I don't know. Maybe it's cause I'm half Latino and native. We just have hella fucking passion and something different. Honey, Peter is not hitting on you. It's okay. I know. I know. I'm not. Yeah, it's okay. I know who he is. It's okay. If I was a gay dude, I wouldn't date a white guy. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, <laughs> I even think like that in and of itself could have been a bit like just that description you gave just now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really like know what the connection is to the forked tongue, but like, I think it's still like entertaining and like on its own too. Okay. Like, I think that's a fun rant to like put into your act. So thank you. Any, anybody else, please critique me, please. Hey, hi. hi. I just wanted to add to what Peter said. I think it'd be really funny if you were getting upset about people promoting their businesses in prison. Like, I'm trying to get the word out about my shit, and this guy's like, you know, doing like whatever. Uh, okay, like he has 10k followers. I only have yeah. 200 people. Totally, and he's in That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he has more time to kill or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. He has so much time to work on his social media. Real quick, real quick, we're running out of time. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't want to out you, but go I, ahead, go I know ahead. that you talk about like you you said you've been to prison before, right? And you're I've been to jail, not you've been prison. Been to jail, sorry. Uh, that's okay. Oh, I don't know the I'll difference. I'll stab your ass. Okay. No, oh no. You'd be my bitch. No. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wonder if there's like a joke in there of like, oh man, if if I was in there at that time, like I could have been doing something on Instagram. Oh. Like how how come they have access to it now? You know, it's some bullshit. Okay. Well, when I went to jail, there was MySpace was still popping. Oh, okay. So like it was still. Well, okay. I get what you're saying though. That's I can, funny. I, yeah. yeah. Like you were fucking on MySpace back then. <laughs> That's how you know I'm old. Clap your hands together, Jamon Silva, everyone! Yay! Oh. That's how the Joke Workshop works. We can really only have eight people inside at a time, so count yourselves. Count yourselves. It's eight people, not including me. Just, that's how it works. Uh, your next comedian, such a funny guy. Clap your hands together for Will Brown. Hello, Joke Workshop. How's everybody doing? All right. I got some new jokes. Um, uh, anybody work from home? I know a few of you do. I get so lonely working from home. The poor lady next door to me in my condo complex, her bathroom's right next to mine. And you know, I'd heard that like when women live in close proximity, their cycles sync up. Have you guys heard about that? I mean, I figured being a gay, like I was immune to it, but apparently me and her, our bathroom cycles are syncing up. I mean, she take a shower at the same time I take a shower every day. She flush her toilet, I'm like on my toilet ready to flush. So I decided, like, uh, we're both lonely working from home all day. Maybe I can, like, communicate with her. Like, flush my toilet once for A, like on Stranger Things. Twice for B. Three times for a really big number two. Um, You had a really big number two, anybody, lately? (laughs) A triple flusher? (laughs) I've had a few. Pizza night. but you know, luckily I do have Lil Henry here to talk to. He's good. But I started like picking up the way he talks. I don't know if y'all can notice it in my voice. You know, like we go grocery shopping these days, we go to Hofu. And if you pay those prices, you are not half a foo, you're a Hofu. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, we do have our differences, Henry and I. Like, um, I think my parents got my circumcision at a half-off sale, because they just <laughs> took, <laughs> I've heard it called a French cut anyway, they only took half off. But Henry doesn't even have a foreskin. He's got like a five, six, seven, eight, nine skin. That boy's got some skin on the end of his dick. Mm. I, I'm telling him, there, there's people 
There's burn victims that could be using this extra skin you got, Henry. He's not going for it. He's like, I'm not even an organ donor. You're not getting this foreskin. Well, I get it, but like those people ain't getting it. Anyways, uh, Henry to help help me, like he's like, you know what? You're in your daddy years now. It's time to share the share the knowledge, share the wisdom. I've been working up some relationship and sex tips, especially if you kinky a little bit. Um, so for example, uh, you know, uh, ladies, if your man's tired little I work from hand I work from home hands is too tired to give you a massage when you get home from work. You know, what you want to do is choke him from the sides of the neck, <laughs> not the middle, okay? Because if you get the middle, you're going to crush his windpipe, and he can't give you consent to continue choking him. And so you get the sides, and then, you know, he'd been thinking too much. Cut off the blood flow to the brain, okay? Not the air, not the air. Um... If, and conversely, if he's lazy, smoking too much weed, not working, not getting a job, um, pull his hair, but not from places where he's already balding. Because that's hard to explain in a job interview. It's like a mullet. It's like business in the front, party. The party's in the back, y'all. Pull it from the back if you're going to pull somebody's hair. Um, Okay, I heard the horn. I think I'm about done. But thank you all for listening. And um, listen to my show on Thursdays from 4 to 6. Funny people, including Will Brown. Thank you very much. Will Brown, everyone. Funny people, including Will Brown. Always a great conversation with comedians. He's super funny himself, too. Just like this set and all your new stuff is super funny. Um... I love the working from home, the psych. The, uh, it, there were so many jokes in there that the, because you're gay and you're not on the cycle, all of that, and then the flushing, and then the three flush, pizza night. That pizza night, the way you said it, was perfect, perfectly timed, super cute, just like pizza night. And um, like you could even throw in like weird foods later on in the set, just out of nowhere, and be like Indian food, <laughs> like okay. triple flusher. Um, you're a hoe foo. Yeah, you are. You're a hoe because you have to give it up. That place is so expensive. Like, <laughs> someone buys you dinner from Whole Food, you better fucking be a hoe. It's expensive okay. food. Uh-huh. I think you can go both ways. Um, I do. I do go both ways. Ah, uh, yeah. I loved. I loved um, Henry's foreskin. Um, and I loved that you said burn victims. And I was also thinking like maybe he could um, vaginal reconstruction. Ooh, there, okay. p- you know, there's a lot of people that think they have wonky fins and mm. they could re, he could maybe donate. It's expandable too. Right. I mean, I, I really think that it's uh, untapped resources monetarily. An- anal anal right? rejuvenation is a thing. Both ways. Okay. All right. Henry. Both ways. Um, and then I loved, <laughs> I loved your blood flow and your front, not back. And then the hair. And I feel like there's some act out there, like as if you're like a special, um, you know, like a flight attendant and you're like sides of the neck not the sides front the hair from the back like kind of this sort of act out okay. where you're like sides good back, <laughs> uh. like you could i just feel like there's like a fun like little body thing you can do in that like a, like right a on. big act out i loved everything you did though congratulations on writing your stuff Thank other you. comments Yas Peter, Yas Peter. It was fabulous, and I just felt like in the toilet bit, you need something about douching. 
I not, feel I'm not a bottom. I don't know what that's like. I thought you just I said you feel, went both ways. The struggle's not real for me. Okay. Um, but, I, but I feel you. I feel you. Okay. But okay. That, that just felt like... That just felt like where, like, the missing part of the cycles. <laughs> oh. um, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. But I'm gonna um, work on it. I very much so enjoyed the in-depth analysis of Henry's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Brady was, like, about to explode the entire time to describe <laughs> that. Uh, everybody explode with laughter and clapter for Will Brown. Yay! Thank you. And again, check out his podcast here at Mutiny Radio, Thursdays 4 to 6. You can find it in our index. It's there all the time. Your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh, take notes, and be exactly what you're doing. You're all paying attention and being wonderful. It's Daniel Lewis. Yay! All right. Thanks, folks. Oh, boy. Right on. Yeah, we got the baggies going here. We're sanitizing mics. This is good. It seems so odd that this time last year, all we were doing was bleaching our assholes, you know? <laughs> seems so frivolous now, doesn't it? Those were better times, purer times. Bleach your butthole. Yep, COVID, COVID times got me a little confused. I'll be honest with you. The other day, this woman leaned over in front of me, and I caught myself trying to look down her mask. That was weird. What else, what else, man? Uh, let's see, uh, everybody's getting the vaccine, right? You guys getting the vaccine? I'm getting the vaccine, can't wait to get the vaccine, but I did hear OJ already got the vaccine. It was a news story last week, OJ got the vaccine. A lot of people say that's wrong, but I don't know, man. I mean, you look at it from another point of view, about 26 years ago, he made two extra vaccines available. What? You don't believe me? Well, he did. No, anyway, I don't know. Can never get behind OJ just because, like, uh, I don't know. Just, I never trust OJ anymore just because I, I don't like people who aren't nice to waiters, you know? That's an old news story. I feel like people don't know about it or something. All right. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, this has been a shitty year, though, man. I had a shitty year. I don't know about you guys. Been stuck inside. I hate my fucking job. Having to do it from my bedroom. All, you know, I had a big breakup right before COVID. It was, like, the worst year of my whole life, man. But it's actually cured my hypochondria, which is weird. Like, you'd think it'd be worse with a virus going around. But it's amazing how hypochondria can be cured by something so simple as uh, wanting to die. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I was in the shower. Like, I was scrubbing up in the shower this morning, and I found, like, a lump. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. What if it turns out to be nothing? That would suck. I was talking to my therapist about all this. My therapist was like, you know what? Have you you got to try to live in the present. Try to be in the, don't worry. Try to be in the present. Try to be in the now. And I don't really know what the fuck that means, though. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're, first of all, there's no such thing as the present. That doesn't even exist. There's only really, really soon future and really, really recent past. That's what they're calling the present. And I don't even know what it means to live in the present. And even if you could, think of how fucking annoying you would be. You know what I mean? Your friend's like, remember that time we went to the Grand Canyon? You're like, oh, bud, I'm sorry, I, uh, I try not to. Can't afford to do that. That was the past. Your wife is like, yeah, on your way home from work, will you pick up uh, milk? And you're like, I don't know. Will I? Can't afford to think about the future like that, trying to be in the present. And also, when I'm driving by the grocery store, you asking me to do this, that'll have been the past. We can't have that. 
I'm living in the now, and right now I'm concentrating on being the biggest asshole on the planet. All right? Same therapist told me to deal with the stress, suggested I consider meditation, so I've been doing that, and I gotta tell you guys, ever since I've been considering meditating, I have been so relaxed. Less anxious, more focused. If you guys haven't considered meditation, you really should think about considering it. It's pretty great. I have not felt this good since I was thinking of quitting smoking, which is good. I've actually never smoked, but uh, I, I am wearing one of those nicotine patches because I'm thinking about starting, you know? I don't want to start cold turkey, you know? I want to ease it in. You guys know who Rachel Dolezal is? She's, she's back to the news. Uh, she's, you know, she's getting it together. She was, if you don't know, she was in the NAACP. She's white, but she was passing as black for years. It was amazing. And then there's two other women that were caught doing this, like college professors recently. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And I noticed, though, it's only women, though. You don't see, like, men trying to do this, you know? And I was trying to, like, what, why is that, you know? I think one of the reasons is that men are just too lazy, you know? Like, you, like you barely get a guy to change his sweatpants in the morning, let alone his whole fucking race, you know? And second of all, I think it's because you can't ask women, like, personal questions about stuff like that. Like, you think it's risky to, to ask if she's pregnant? Try being like, hey, uh, you're not by any chance white, are you? <laughs> See how that goes over. Can't ask a lady if she's white. Can't, can't ask a lady if she's about her age. Can't ask her about her weight. Notice there's a new one. You can't ask if she's a lady anymore. Yep. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. Bringing back Rachel Dolezal and <laughs> OJ. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I love, well, I love, I love your, some of your stuff in the middle, but I'm like, why did you bring back OJ? Uh, me? Yeah. Like, I don't what's know, the purpose there? Well, he, well he, he got vaccinated the other day. That was a real news uh, story. And so you were like, I'm going to build something about it. But so do you have a personal connection with OJ? Because I'm just like. No. I'm, I'm, well, no. And anyway, because I'm just like, why? I'm just curious. I'm just curious as to what made you go like, you know what? I'm going to write a joke about OJ because <laughs> nah, that's just really it topical. Just because oh, okay. it happened. I just thought it was, uh, it was just a goofy sort of dark joke. All right, goofy. Yeah. That's fine. It doesn't really work because. Yeah, people don't really think about that anymore. Well, no one thinks about OJ yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. And then, why did you end that really great joke on, uh -huh. I'm being an asshole? I'm oh. spending all my time being an asshole. Yeah, I haven't because, written an ending for it yet. Well, no, but you aren't being an, the, the joke isn't about you being an asshole. If anything, I'm like sort of taking kind of pity on you. And then you bring up this like, I'm an asshole. I'm like, what? You just yeah. came out of left field for me because I was following you on that joke all the way, the therapist and the stuff. And then you're like, yeah. because I'm concentrating all my time on being an asshole. And I was like, oh, that wasn't where I thought he'd go because the yeah, rest of okay. it was set up so well. Yeah, yeah, think about that. I stuff. thought maybe something super absurd, like yeah. anything just because you do have some absurdist things. And it, it just, it was like everything sort of had this, it was like, I want to kill myself, but I'm also sort of lighthearted. So <laughs> I was going, and then I'm like, I don't think he's an asshole. That's all. I mean, but he all seemed, the lead He seemed like it. a jerk to me, but yeah, I, I, I could write, yeah, I, I need to rewrite, or I need to just finish the that. Just, yeah, just the end of it, because all of the way up works fine. Yeah, okay. Um, with the present joke, yeah. I I saw it coming a mile away. Right. I thought it was gonna be corny, and it was still hilarious. Oh, like, nice. and I, I think it's I think it's because the the punchline. Well, what did you say? I try not to. It was just it was kind of underhanded. I think mm -hmm. since I, I don't know if someone could see where it's going, but the fact that you don't like indulge in the punchline, and it, it seems like you're all, almost trying to like take it away. 
I think that's what it was. But that was I really liked that. It was really funny. Yeah, Thanks. What's up, buddy? Uh, a lot of a lot of great stuff here. Some of my favorite stuff you've ever written. Uh, I think yeah, for the first joke, I think there's a funny tag with like. So I started peeking down her mask, and she was like, "Hey, buddy, my eyes are." My eyes oh wait, are there right you're here. looking at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good. I really like the living in the present joke too. Um, I think maybe if you're looking for an ending, you could be like, yeah. you could just turn it back on yourself. So you're like, you know what? I started living in the present, and you know what? I missed the tax deadline and stupid <laughs> yeah, shit like right, that. Yeah, right. um, okay. For the one That's where you're like the Rachel Dolezal thing, I think it's super funny. I think maybe try introducing it a little bit differently. Uh, yeah. You could be like, it's crazy that you know she was able to get away with that because you know only a woman could get away with that because right. you can't ask a woman if she's pregnant. Try asking her. What race are you? May just get to that a little bit faster okay. and differently, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. But I really liked all your stuff. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Daniel Lewis. All right. Um, don't forget to donate. Hey, and people outside, can you shut the fuck up? You are so rude. No, I'm sorry. It's like I have headphones on and I can still hear these assholes talking. And it's got to be insane. I mean, I really give credit to Will Brown because when he was up there, these bags of dicks out here are fucking talking so loud and he held his shit together. I mean, I would have taken the microphone and walked out the door and been like, shut the fuck up because you're going to want the same courtesy when you're on stage. I'm just saying, if anyone had any modicum of respect for one another, things would be much nicer. So shut the fuck up outside. We've got to keep the door open because of COVID, okay? Thank you for only having eight people inside. That said, but I don't, I don't want to be cunty, but like, doesn't that piss you off when they're just like, ooh, the scene is so cool here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang out at the scene and be really loud so no one else can work, and then I'm going to get pissed when I'm on stage and no one's paying attention. ha. <laughs> Your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. Um, I was uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know uh, which religious people don't get enough shit? Uh, Buddhists. Um, at least. <laughs> At least maybe in America, right? Because every Buddhist you tend to meet here is like doing yoga, wearing Lululemon. They're in really good shape and wearing expensive clothes, which is weird because the story of Buddha is the exact opposite. It was about a skinny rich guy who looked at his life and was like, ah, fuck it, and became a fat homeless dude, which, by the way... He got fat after he was homeless. Like, how did he pull that off? Unless he was just taking other homeless people's food. Like, hey, you know what they say, life is suffering. <laughs> like, they're like, who says that? No one says that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, modest, modest rich people are weird. That's like a new trend that seems to have popped up in the last 10 years. People who have like a lot of money but are very like, oh, <laughs> Like, they want to be salt of the earth. That's weird. It, people praise it. It's weird. Like, I th uh, people love Warren Buffett. They're like, he lives in the same house that he bought for $32,000, not adjusted for inflation, in 1952. <laughs> and they think it's like, a, it, it's it's weird. It's move on, dude. Like, you think his community is like, yeah, he's, his neighbors are like, 
It's really part of the community because uh, he owns it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's why are you doing that? Like, move on. Mo- you have that much money. What are you doing? That's like when you're at a party in high school and there's that one 35-year-old dude. They're like, ah, I remember when I was your age. <laughs> like, He's teaching all the girls how to do shots. He's like, yeah, I learned this in Thailand. You're not old enough to go there yet. That, what a weird analogy. Um, <laughs> I I was, uh, I did, uh, I did one of my favorite things over the weekend. I went to the Botanical Gardens in San Francisco here. One of my favorite things to do. Lovely place, very peaceful, usually. I was walking through it, and um, I I just hear someone in the dis like, freaking out. <laughs> like, screaming, <laughs> and I And I look up, and in this flower bed, in the middle of this flower bed, there's just a homeless guy sitting in the flower bed, just screaming, freaking out. And that wasn't the weird part. The weird part was that in order to get into the botanical gardens, you need to buy a ticket. So I don't know <laughs> what was this guy's day like if that's how he was upon getting to where he was trying to go. Either he's so crazy that he stopped acting like that and just waited in line for 10 minutes around other people, or he's faking it. I mean, technically, you can get into the botanical gardens if you have a valid San Francisco ID, but what's his going to say? Like, oh, yeah, sorry, if you notice my address is a uh, blank. Um, eye color is bloodshot. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell what color my eyes are because uh, my life sucks. <laughs> uh, my I got I installed a bidet for my girlfriend. Um, that's right. Uh, you're wondering where all the real men went? Uh, right here. You, you want to know if you're worthy of love, go in your bathroom. Is there a bidet? There's your answer. Um, I installed a bidet for her, and it works a little too well. Uh, I turned it to the max setting because I'd never used it. A little too effective. I had to uh, go back about 20 minutes later because I thought I had diarrhea. It turns out I just had to shit out the water. Um and it looked like one of those scenes from the environmental documentaries where the redneck family turns their kitchen sink on and it's just like red sludge. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, I drank it. It was drinkable. That's how clean my asshole was. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Like I said, the bidet works. Kyle Morrissey. That's how a bidet works. All right. Sierra has some comments. Hey, I've seen you perform like a lot of times and I've never thought you were funny and today I thought you were fire. I thought every single new joke is really, really good. So good job. Good job. Shelby has things to say. I was going to be brutal, but now I don't have to. Um, no, really good set, dude. Um, for the Buddhist, the Buddhist joke, I thought it was really, it was great. Like, I love that idea. Um, the one thing I would say is you mentioned, so it's like skinny rich women are Buddhists in San Francisco, and you rushed through the original Buddha was a skinny rich man, but like really emphasize, like he was still skinny and rich, but man. So just skinny rich, and then put a pause, man, or just emphasize that more, and I think it'll be funnier. Um, what? Did I say gender? Yeah, you, right? Skinny rich man? Anyways, um, but also too, you can, what was it you were saying? They're like, anyways, you can do much more about like white women complaining about like their trials being like rich and white, like when Starbucks is closed or something yeah, like that. Lululemon, like Lululemon ran out of my size of yoga pants. So <laughs> I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. 
very not zen but you could get you could definitely milk a lot more out of that joke it's a really funny concept um and then you mentioned the other one was the 35 year old dude at a high school party I want to know more about him. Like, is he someone's uncle? Is he been, like, at the community college for 10 years and he still lives in the area? Like, who is he? Because that is really funny. So I think just build him out a little bit more. Um, and then the guy screaming at the in the pile of flowers, like, is he? did he forget he was allergic to bees and just ended up in there, like, bought a ticket and forgot? So, I don't know, really funny ideas today. This was really good. Thank you. I thought maybe the homeless guy was Buddhist. And he was in I, I thought about a callback yeah. to Buddha, yeah. And then yeah, um, don't leave his address blank. Just pick some cross streets that are shitty. Eddie yeah, and Taylor. Uh, yes, yeah. Turk I and did, Taylor. Yeah, Eddie Ellis. And, yeah, Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Ellis and Taylor, another great, beautiful part of the city. Yeah. What, if, so. what if his address is Golden Gate Park, which is where oh, the Botanical Gardens right, is? Right, maybe. Exactly. Maybe he does oh, live there. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's Sierra. Great. I like that. Oh shit, that's funny. And you, you, okay. So at the beginning, you sort of threw it away, but you said, you said that you know Buddhists don't have a tough life or whatever, or that it's. But Buddhists in Nepal are burned. They like they're totally subjugated, and so. Oh anyway, yeah. Did you know about that? Um, or you make because you could make a joke about it because you say do say like, I mean that's why the Dalai Lama isn't he like a wanted man? Like they want to kill him in China or something. That's true. I, I don't know. I mean I just know that there were Buddhists that, that have lit themselves on fire. Yeah. Anyway. True. Or if they've been lit on fire. It's a thing. It was like the 60s and 70s. I don't know. I just saw pictures. I didn't. Go ahead. There might be a potential joke between um, how Buddha Buddhism is about letting go, but this guy really just let himself go. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes. I like that. All right. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Moving right along, your next comedian. Uh, he's been doing a lot of writing and has some new great stuff too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. You guys have me all so excited this morning, this evening. Oh my God, I'm so horny again. Thank you, Kyle. You just really turned me on. That was just, um, now you know how the rest of us feel, you know, in that shower. Um, all right, he did say that, didn't he, about the red shooting down and the whole enema experience. I was really hot. You, you didn't think that was hot? I was so turned on. It's like finally a straight man that knows how I feel when I get ready in the morning. I met her an hour ago. Her tongue was bifurcated. Um, <laughs> I just thought of that, but I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, her tongue is bifurcated. Um, yeah, so I was thinking about the first time I learned about autocracy and rebellion. You know. <laughs> and um, as I do, right? And um, I was watching an episode of The Smurfs. Yeah, it was awesome. It was called like King Smurf or something like that, right? And Papa Smurf is all like, I gotta go Smurf something up in the Smurf. And Brainy was like, Brainy, you're in charge. Really, Papa Smurf? Oh, that's great. I'll, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do a great job, Papa Smurf. Two seconds later, he is now King Smurf. This bitch has a crown. <laughs> she does, she has a crown. Handy is her chief of whatever, kick ass, right? 
And then 20 seconds later, like, you know, um, <clears throat> there's a rebellion and all the Smurfs have black masks and Smurfette joins the rebellion. And she wears a black mask, but I'm like, bitch, you're the only woman. Like, what the fuck? Sorry. It was just, um, just one of the things that I thought about. I was like, god damn. That made you think about other things about the Smurfs. Like, what was it like beforehand? You know, like, it was just like a gay paradise, wasn't it? You know, and all of a sudden it's like Smurfette shows up and they're like, oh, god, she's here. <laughs> We used to have it so good. <laughs> you know. And what is she anyway, man? I mean, why is she there? She has 8,000 copies of the same dress. What is wrong with her? You just try to imagine, you know, like Smurf porn. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking sm I'm gonna smurf you in the smurf. I'm gonna dad, take that smurf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna smurf all over your face. I'm like, <laughs> um <whew>. I think uh, <laughs> I had something about, you know, like um Oh, one last thing. Just wanna, uh, Goldilocks is the m most white woman ass thing I've ever heard of, right? <laughs> Who else would break into someone's house and then judge the food? <laughs> Thank you. Hooray, Brady, hooray. Uh, was that real? There was really black masks in a, in a Smurf episode? This like, is all true. Like the old one from when I was yes. little, when we were little. Yes. I don't remember that King episode. King Smurf and um, there's another one called like Astro Smurf. They oh are my deep, God. deep. One about one is about mass delusion. Well, it was that was brilliant, and I, you were trying to bring me back to my youth. I think the way to deal with Smurfette is, handy is handy, brainy is brainy, bashful is bashful. Uh -huh. Harmony does music. Smurfette is. Oh, right. What does she do? Nothing. She's just a woman. She doesn't even cook or clean or sew anybody's clothes. Like, yes. Zoe sews the clothes. There's no point for her, right? Yeah. Like, who's Taylor? Whatever. It's like Taylor Smurf is the one who sews the clothes. There is no need for Smurfette. You know? Love it. Everyone has their jobs. Right. Except except she's Smurfette. <laughs> okay, that was great. That was that was great stuff, though. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Amazing. The whole Smurfette thing was phenomenal because I have not seen the Smurfs since I was literally in diapers and you just brought me way, way back. Like, that was fantastic. Um, the one thing I wanted to say, you have yeah. this fantastic low baritone voice, but in the beginning it was hard to hear you. Okay. So just, I think, keep it in mind, like articulate a little bit, but you okay. got it like not even before halfway through. But in the beginning, it was a little tough. Okay. Um, the one thing with the Smurfette joke that she was wearing a mask and you were saying like you couldn't tell it was Smurfette. Like what's kind of the... Oh, her hair. Right. Oh, she couldn't wear because of her hair. Right. She just had a mask on and her hair was down her back. Oh, <laughs> we have to know that it is uh, Yeah, that okay. Is I'll say that next Smurf. time. Because yeah, that was the thing is like she had a long hair, long blonde hair and I'm like, bitch, we can all see your hair. <laughs> 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 you dumb bitch. I was like, what, what, we what all if, know what it's what you. What if it was like 
Oh, I wonder what We all know it's you, you dumb bitch. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that is. You know, that, that, that's a joke, right? Okay, yeah. great. That, yes. I think, add that explanation because okay. that was lost on me and that's okay. just maybe my problem, but yes. And then when you mentioned Smurf porn, you yeah. need to let that hang. Okay. Because I think everyone, like, everyone has in their head, like, some weird Smurf uh, porn image, but let everyone explore it a little bit before you jump in with those okay. great, like, noises and acting out for us because it was hysterical, but you could just use that little bit of time and build suspense, but it was great set. That was so funny. Thank you. Of course. Brady, you're perfect. Do you want to Smurf me? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I just had, like, a couple of little comments. One. Sure. It, you kind of make it seem like women aren't wanted in gay paradise and just curious about that. <laughs> oh, we can go into that. <laughs> just curious. No, um, but I think um, the, uh, the, the Smurf joke, the like, you know, I'm going to Smurf you, I'm going to Smurf you, whatever. Yeah. That is so done, Brady. So many people have done that joke and it was so fucking better when you did it. It was so much funnier. Like, I love that you took a joke that's totally just, like, a joke that exists and just made it so that we were all just, like, on the floor in tears. So funny. Love you. You've thank gotten you. so good so fast. Love you. Oh, thank you. Put your hands together, everybody, thank for you. Brady Pearson! Yay! Your next comedian. She's been giving great comments all night. Do the same for her. Take notes, pay attention, everybody. It's Shelby! Oh, I know. I'm sorry about the lull in the song. Yeah, let it play me in. Um, what's going on? Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. What a solid Monday. How's the group outside? Can you guys hear us okay? Okay, all right. Sounds great. Let's get it rolling. I realized I'm a cautious person overly cautious. Like I was on a boat the other weekend and all I could think about was who do I give my emergency contact information to? Just in case it capsizes. I don't know. I realize I'm this way. I grew up in Orange County, California and my mom always tried to convince me that our house was a lot more dangerous than it was. Like we lived in a dangerous neighborhood in Mission Viejo, California. <laughs> and she used to tell me, she was like, Shelby, I'm gonna go to the grocery store. I'm gonna leave you alone. Do not answer the door for anyone, all right? Because there was a serial killer story that she was obsessed with, was that a serial killer would leave the recording of a baby's cries in a basket outside the front door. Does anyone remember this? This was like a story on late night news that she ate up and repeated to me in sixth and seventh grade or whatever it was. So she would leave me alone, but tell me, if you hear a baby crying outside the front door, do not open it. That is a serial killer. He's waiting for you to open the door to retrieve the baby, and then he's gonna get you. Mom, we just had the teen pregnancy conversation. You told me I'm not ready for a baby right now. I'm not opening that door, I promise. I'm not even gonna call 911. That is a 311 situation. <laughs> like the baby can wait. The coyotes don't come out until dawn. All right, that baby will be totally fine for a couple of hours if needed. MVPD is not quick. Um, but it was interesting, like I realized I was really scared as a kid in my house. My parents really freaked me out that someone was gonna come in and get me. Like I remember vividly just like looking over my shoulder in my jammies in my living room, like waiting to see who was gonna grab me in my own home, <laughs> right? Like it's just like the sun goes down, I'm terrified. Like during like commercials from Disney Channel original movies, I would like get up, put my Lilo and Stitch slippies on, grab a steak knife and go check the perimeter. <laughs> 
Like, I had to make sure all the doors and windows were locked, and then I would just, like, God, pour myself a glass of chocolate milk just to fucking take the edge off. <laughs> Ovaltine. They should have used that tagline, but nobody asked me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something else. Like, I... <laughs> I feel like only a white girl can talk about white privilege because she takes advantage of the situation. <laughs> but I can't do it. I feel like it's just like unable to tan splaining. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. Um, no, I actually, I have to admit to a very Karen thing that I did the other week, a very white woman thing. Um, I did call 311. I utilized 311 <laughs> because someone was blocking me into my parking space and I needed to go to FedEx real bad. It could not wait. So and I was so mad that somebody blocked me in too. Like I was very bitter about it and I needed to take action. So I called 311 and the cops showed up. <laughs> the cops showed up and I was just like, I had to come up with like a really urgent story. Like, oh, I have to go to work. I have to go to work. It is so pressing. Please go get this man and have him move his car. So they did. They looked up his plates and found his address and they said, he lives around the corner. We can go get him to move his car. I was like, could you please do that? Thank you. And they did. They dragged him out of bed. Can you imagine this poor kid stumbles out of the back of a cop car in his pajamas, delusional, probably high. We all love a wake and bake situation. Because two cops showed up to his door to ask him to move his car so me, I could go to FedEx, get donuts, and be back home in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to hell for that, I definitely am. Just like the not chill section of hell. Like not the actual crime section, that's the very not chill section that is on fire. They are burning there. I realize I just can't get into heaven though because of the bad attitude, but also because I just spill on everything. Like white is not for me, I can't do white. And it's a trap because he's showing up, he's turning water into wine, and I'm gonna spill it everywhere, it's a setup. And I'm never going to make it in. Catholicism didn't teach me that. Turning 21 taught me that, that I'm not, not made up for heaven. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. I'm Shelby. Shelby, everyone. Yay! Woo! We've got comments from Peter. Yay. Okay. Uh, fabulous, per usual. Um, <laughs> I love, 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 love the image of the Lilo and Stitch like, pajama slippers and the steak knife. <laughs> I wanted you to be like still doing this like today. Like <laughs> I just I imagined you like alone in your apartment now, like drinking chocolate milk with like your Lilo and Stitch slippers. Like I wanted that to come in like somewhere toward the end. But then when I heard about the kid who had to move his car and who was in his pajamas, then I wanted him to be in Lilo and Stitch pajamas <laughs> and Lilo and Stitch slippers. So yeah, I like that a lot. I just really want more Lilo and Stitch slippers <laughs> yeah, throughout this entire set. That, that's a fair assessment. Um, the steak knife, the 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 long setup on the overly cautious and the it all paid off with the steak knife in the perimeter. <laughs> it did, because I was like, where is she going with this? And then I was like, okay, worth it, worth the journey. And if you do want to bring back, like he said, that now you're in Lilo and Stitch something again. Now you drink Ovaltine like an adult, <laughs> unless you want it to be. Because chocolate milk is fine the first time. And I know you threw that in there, like Ovaltine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to reuse it, then put Ovaltine, say like, and I'm drinking hot, I'm drinking Ovaltine because I'm an adult and gotcha. I need the minerals or whatever. <laughs> and um, Karen with the 311, you're not going to hell. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Fuck people that park illegally in the city. Fuck them. Seriously, don't have a car in the city. You moved to San Francisco, but you're so rich, you still get a car. Fuck that kid. That's why, then he, if he had enough money, he could afford a parking space, like an adult, right? He's parking on the street. 
seriously, don't, they're not going to hell for that. That's, to be, okay. you're responsible, you're trying to get the fucking FedEx. Can you see the halo that just appeared over my head? <laughs> Bing. Uh, great set. Awesome. Love the new stuff. Uh, Ovaltine takes the edge off. I want to, I want you to like give us the tagline, like, you, you can, like, even if it's, it can be really simple, just, like, Ovaltine, it takes edge. Like, like give us the commercial, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, like, Ovaltine, like, everyone knows the Ovaltine tagline. You know, like, more Ovaltine, please. Mm -hmm. And so figuring out how to make that the, like, more whatever yes. fucking Sudafed. Or not Sudafed. More, like, Ativan, please. Whatever. I don't know. Just <laughs> blah. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is you got to tell us why you went to FedEx and just make that. Like, you're returning your fucking Everlane jeans. Like, that's what's <laughs> happening. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right. Hey, fun stuff. Thanks. I think for the cautious one, um, you could try maybe magnifying that a little bit more. Be like, you know, m maybe move the situation. Like, you know, it's hard being a cautious person because I'm so worried all the time. I was at Safeway and I was like, who's my emergency contact if I get stabbed here or something? Like, move the place a little bit. Okay. Make yeah. it gotcha. Cool. And one last, like, when you do the Ovaltine and Knife gig, it sounds to me like it's a movie trailer. <laughs> so kind of like this little girl and then like at the end like she's kind of hard you know like but she's taking a, a shot so that kind of energy when you deliver it like oh she's taking a shot of Ovaltine <laughs> okay right yeah, yeah I like that movie idea that's yeah. actually really funny okay awesome thank clap you clap your hands together everybody for Shelby <laughs> all right so we have time for one more comic with comments and then we're just gonna move to sets so this is the last comic that um, we're going to take notes for and pay attention and all that kind of fun stuff. And then after that, we're just doing four-minute sets for everybody. Okay, clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Mauricio! O'Reilly's. You're all being brainwashed, goddammit. You gotta wake up. This is ridiculous. All right, it's good being back in stand-up comedy. Uh, I like to say that I just get, got out of jail. So I was like, I like the minute I came out of Vegas jail, I was like, man, I'm like Tupac, man. You know that song, like, I'm out on bail. And I was like, wait, nobody bailed me out. So I was like, wait, I'm more like Martha Stewart. You know? That's what I'm trying to like figure out in my mind, right? One thing I can't stand is that white people can't stand how much I had fun in jail, because you know, I wasn't a minority anymore. <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. White people slept underneath the bench all scared like I was going to shank them. It's like, you know, it's like uh, it was tempting, right? You know, it was good, man. And so people were like, what did you love about jail? I was like, I didn't have to run into my ex-girlfriend or pay rent to start off, right? You know, <laughs> and I had an audience in there that was forced to listen to my jokes at all times. That was the greatest show I did during COVID. I like that uh, my sailmates, they're like, that's it, motherfucker. If you're not funny... We're jumping you. I killed it. They're like, that's it. I like the one of my one of my best friends, Ice Pick, right? <laughs> you know? He's just like, oh man, you're killing it, man. You're gonna be famous. Are you gonna remember me? Are you gonna remember me when you get out? I was like, not a chance, you know? <laughs> not at all. It's like I wear a turtleneck now, you know, to avoid certain people. Ah man, yeah. I've kind of been going through some struggles. It got me thinking about crime and stuff, right? Uh one thing, it's like getting back to like the news and stuff, right? I just got cut up on like the Lady Gaga's dog walker was like shot and like her dogs were stolen. That got me thinking, it's like, who is this person out there that's buying all this like crazy illegal stuff, right? It's like, and I wish I was that guy, right? 
Like, I wish I had a dinner party and, like, people were drunk, right? Like, my friends. Like, hey, guys, you guys are getting out of control, all right? You're getting too close to my stolen Picasso, you know? It's like, here, take some illegal Fijian water and chill the fuck out, all right? I'm going to kick you guys out, you know? And that would be great if I'm saying all of this and, like, the suit that Charlie Chaplin was buried in, right? Holding Lady Gaga's dogs. You know, when everybody leaves, I'm like, hey, don't forget your party favors. Illegal ivory. Right? <laughs> I would love to be that guy, man. Crime pays, man. That's what jail taught me, right? One thing I hate, too, is that people are like, are you sure you're mentally stable now that you've been in jail? I was like, of course, man. Like, that's what you need to do as far as stand-up comedy goes, right? It's like, I got shit to talk about, you know? And not some bullshit like some asshole named Murad or some shit, right? You know? What the fuck does he joke about? Like, magic carpets and shit, right? And lattes. Is this thing on? <laughs> ah, good stuff, man. Uh, one thing I like to talk about, too, right now is, that, like, I God, man, Vegas is nuts, man. It's like everyone always says, like, go to Vegas, man. You're going to have fun. It's like the most fun I had. It's like Vegas is cool when you're, like, at the top suite, right? Not so much when you're at the lower suites. And Vegas ends up becoming McDonald's and, like, CVS, right? That's all it is, man. It's like I gambled with that shit. One thing I love talking to is that, like, uh, I was wearing a blue hat. I don't know if you guys know this. It's like tough wearing a blue hat. And if you're brown in like places like Vegas, the red hat guys are like, man, what the fuck are you claiming, man? Take off that fucking hat. Take off those sunglasses. What is your name? And I was like, Sunil Punil. I'm from India, you know? <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's the 30-minute light. Um, Hollywood is demoralizing our children. Thank you. <coughs> All right. Where's my... Mauricio, everyone. When the when the horn happens, it means you have a minute. But you had like thirty <laughs> seconds anyway. One minute. Are you Still, okay? Yeah, getting used to water? my ninth comedy comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, the jail stuff at the top was fantastic. I mean, it was all like just super great. I don't know how you got to illegal ivory. Like I was with you. I was a hundred percent in your car. You were driving it. And I was on the road with you. And I'm like, I'm with Mauricio. We're driving. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're at a party and you're giving away illegal ivory. I just don't know how we got there. Yeah. But I was like, I was with you for like those first two minutes and 37 seconds. And I'm like, yeah, we're cooking there. And then I'm like, illegal ivory. How did we get here? And maybe that's the point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But other than that, I was um, I'm I'm fascinated by that story, and um, I wish you had more time so we could listen to the whole thing. I'm sure I'll be hearing it over the next couple weeks. Oh, it's coming, man! Get ready, Pam. Oh yeah. As long as I can make you feel wet, I know I've done my job. Okay. <laughs> oh man, that's what I'm going for. Good I'm job. fighting for her love. All right, I don't know if you uh, are a fan of corny jokes, but I feel like there's an opportunity to, when you're in jail and everyone's forced to listen to your jokes. You've, you could say something like, I literally have a captive audience. God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. I was like, and if I fail, they were going to keep me captive. Yeah. yeah and uh, the other one about somebody asking you if you're mentally stable, I think I, I, it was still very funny, but I think also there's the irony of like, are you sure you're mentally stable enough to do stand-up comedy? Because oh, yeah. that's... Uh, most people have a little bit have a screw loose if they're going up there, myself included. So. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, wow. fuck Murad on that one. <laughs> <laughs> With the Vegas thing, I wanted the like 
part of Vegas that's really trashy to be like not like the bottom suites, but like the off strip part of Vegas, which is like truly the most horrifying place I've been to in my entire mm-hmm. life. Is like anything off the strip, the like Orleans. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and that's where all the gay clubs are, weirdly mm. enough, in Vegas. It's a really horrifying place. So <laughs> I just have a vendetta against off the strip, and I just wanted you to, like, you know, fulfill that. I feel it. Nice, man. I have another cheesy jail joke uh, tagline, which is, like, you have to kill or they're going to kill you. Like, kill or be killed. Yeah, you, you can hold your applause for later. <laughs> I, think, I think he telegraphed that, though, already. I think he even said, like, they said that they were gonna. Oh no, they were gonna jump me in yeah. or beat me up, not kill me. And then he killed. I see. Yes, yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Did he, he said, did he do that? Did he do that? Yeah, the he kill? said. He, he said. He, no, he said he was gonna. They were gonna jump me in, but I killed. Oh, but I, is that a joke? I don't was know. That the I, 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 Man, it's, this is my first time in my ninth comedy comeback. I don't know what I'm doing. You know. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> any, any other comments? Clap your hands, but try not oh, to thanks, scare guys. him. <laughs> it's Mauricio. <laughs> Don't clap too loud. He might freak out. Just kidding. It's, um, I've been jail. Okay, so we have 10 more people on the list. And in order to facilitate, it's going to be four-minute sets. I'm going to honk you at three and not say much in between, and we can get everybody in. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. Yay! You have Venmo? That is the biggest lie from a fucking comic ever. We have Venmo. You don't have a fucking bank account. Jesus. You work in tech? Yeah, I've never seen anybody work in tech with a fucking backwards hat. Who the fuck are you? Is your tech the Pokedex right now? Gotta catch them all does not mean dicks. Who here drank at St. Patrick's Day? Statistically, it's higher than that. I work construction. I just got off work, which is why I look homeless right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, I work construction. And like, I want to let you guys know, if you were ever hung over day after St. Patrick's Day and you woke up to a jackhammer and that annoyed the shit out of you, I want to let you know, the guy on the jackhammer was hung over too. <laughs> that what person was me. I had a lady. No, I wasn't a lady. She had no gender. She was a Karen. I had a Karen walk up to me after I was, I was jackhammering at 7 in the fucking morning going, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. This is a bad impression, but I want to show you how much of a bitch she was. She was, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. It's the day after St. Paddy's Day. She said it with D's because I know she hasn't gotten laid in a fucking year. And to it's a day after St. Patty's Day. I got crazy with my girlfriends and I had three Irish car bombs. Woo. Also, I'm Irish. Don't say Irish car bombs. That's a negative stereotype. There's no joke there. I'm just offended. And I rarely get offended. It's crazy though. I'm out. I'm sorry. It's crazy. I'm like, she went off. She was like, you need to be calmer. You need to look. Can you be quieter with a jackhammer? I'm hungover. I'm like, lady, I'm hungover too. And I'm way more hungover you've ever done. I tried cocaine last night for the hundredth time. So don't tell me about fucking hangovers right now. 
Crazy. I, I'm, I'm off my game right now. Well, I'll, I'll do that bit later. Um, fuck you guys. You're not going to know what's going on in my life right now. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, my dad's my boss. He is. He's an Irish white guy. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. That's not the funny part, sir. That's not the funny part. Can the brown person stop laughing at the white people? We get offended and hurt. We don't. We really don't. We're paying you. You know what? You laugh at us, we lower your paycheck. That's fucked up. All right, no. But it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like my father is, a, like, the best kind of racist you can possibly be. Like, uh, we picked up a couple of day laborers for, uh, for work the other day. Pancake, don't look. I know you don't work right now. Um, but we picked up a couple of day laborers, and he was like, Guatemalans are the best fucking, you know, workers ever. That's a good racist. You know what I mean? Like, you know what type of racist? Like, he, that's a good racist. Like, when he feeds, like, when me and my dad work by ourselves, he, he will get sandwiches and pizza for lunch. But when we pick up Latin American day laborers, it's only burritos. I was talking to a Mexican outsage uh, before I said this joke. He was laughing, so fuck you guys who are not Mexican. <laughs> it was great, though. It was great. Like, dude, he skipped lunch today because he was sick of burritos. He's just giving them so many fucking burritos because he thinks they miss home. Guess what? They are home, all right? San Francisco is just a bigger part of Mexico. <laughs> it really is, dude. Like, I don't speak Spanish. I don't. I failed Spanish in high school. Guess what? I couldn't go to fucking college. California is another part of Mexico. It's a required language. This isn't funny. This is preachy. <laughs> I had other things to say, but you know what? Fuck you guys. Can I just say one thing before uh, I get off stage? Um, la yesterday, I went off on, like, because my brother joined a cult, and I went off, and uh, it was funny, so I don't regret anything I said. But uh, he's moving back oh, today. Good. Yeah. So uh, now I'm mad at him because he can't commit. That's Hunter my time, Hunter Uniac. Yay, Hunter Uniac. I'm so glad your brother is back. Yay. And California was Mexico, so yay. Good job. Yay. It used to be Mexico. We stole it from them. And now it's expensive. Your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. All right, I got a bone to pick with y'all tonight. I am not happy. And it's not just because like, I'm a fabulous gay man and so I'm like always looking for a bone to pick. <laughs> no, I am officially pissed because this shit is officially interfering with my sex life. Okay, Saturday night, I was out for drinks and a nice but needy straight woman came up to me and was like, oh my God, you're Peter Struckmeyer. I saw you perform at Atlas Cafe this afternoon. I would like to set you up with my friend, Mikey. First of all, Mikey? Like, am I dating a character from Barney? Like, what the hell kind of name is Mikey? No, but like, I get it. Like, I, you're probably like, no, this should be a net positive for your penis, considering I just put my testicles for rental on Airbnb. But no, the reason why I didn't particularly appreciate this woman was because she asked me this question five minutes into a date. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then she realized her mistake and she was like, ooh, are you two on a date? 
And I did not say, yes, we are. I froze. I panicked. I could not think on my feet. I know. I need to improve my crowd work, okay? So, yeah, um... Not only did I not say, yeah, I'm on a date with this guy, I gave her my number to give to Mikey in front of him. <laughs> and there's a lot that's fucked up with that, but I'm gonna zoom in on the part where I had no idea what Mikey looked like. I didn't have a photo. I didn't have the wherewithal to know what I was doing in this situation, but I did have the wherewithal to be like, I probably can't ask for Mikey's nudes in front of this guy. Uh. Yeah, like, for all we know, Mikey could just be a slob. Oh, Mike Bonds, hi, not you. Um, <laughs> like, Mikey could have been a slob, and I was still just like, you know what? I think I prefer the element of surprise to what I have here with the current option. <laughs> like, open up door number two, white woman. So yes, I have officially been cock-blocked by comedy. And for this reason, I'm hereby proposing that we ban straight women from hanging out with gay men ever again. <laughs> no, we can make some exceptions for like Britney Spears or Pam Benjamin. But all the other women, you have to complete like coursework and get like certified to be able to spend time with us. Happy International Women's Month for that. Yes, happy International Women's Month, a month I am only aware exists from guilty straight men. <laughs> the number of comedians I have seen here this month who have to have an International Women's Month bit, like, what are you hiding? <laughs> uh, no, Atlas was fun. I, I don't mean to be that delusional open micer who's like, eh, I can't stand my fans. But um, speaking more about my fandom, uh, also in the audience Saturday was my primary care doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I could recognize him through the mask because he had green hair. Because I just make solid decisions when it comes to men all around, okay? Uh, yeah, it's just going to be a really awkward appointment next time because he's going to be like, are you currently sexually active? Well, it's all you're set. No, that's not the case. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. That's my time. Yay! Brilliant set from Peter Struckmeyer! Not brilliant choices, but a brilliant set. But I applaud, I applaud you for not feeling shame. I do ridiculous things all the time too, and I just hope that there's enough alcohol on board that I won't remember it. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. She just had a birthday. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. She's so young and beautiful and wonderful, and I'm so glad that she's back doing comedy. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sierra Hager! <laughs> uh, restaurants don't work like restaurants anymore. <laughs> I went to this restaurant uh, and I went up to the front and I was just like trying to figure out the menu and the lady is there and she's like, hi, welcome to Yule. Have you been here before? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> um, uh, no, she's like, let me tell you how our menu works. So first you pick bowl, stack, mountain, or subscription. 
And I'm like, bowl? Oh, shit. I don't have a bag. Sorry. I'm like, bowl. She's like, great choice. She's like, next, tell me your favorite animal. <laughs> and I'm like, meat? And she's like, your favorite animal is meat? I'm like, no, okay, uh, cat? She was like, we're out of cat. I'm like, chicken. She's like, great choice. <laughs> now you must pick a plant. And I'm like, oh, like a vegetable. She's like, vegetables are not allowed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, T tree? <laughs> She's like, tree is a great choice, but you can't pair tree with chicken. And I'm like, why not? And she's like, chicken is a flightless bird, ma'am. There are people lining up behind you. Let's move this along. <laughs> Hell yay, new joke, that worked. Either that worked or Peter's my friend. It's one of those two. I don't know. All right, all of my other new jokes are very bad. Here we go. Target sign has a target. Chipotle sign has a Chipotle. Olive Garden sign has grapes. <laughs> and we're all, like, we're fine with this. This is fine. This is the world we're raising our children in. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, oh, here we go. I saw a billboard uh, by a casino, and the billboard is like, it's, it's like, this casino was voted best casino in the world over a hundred times. I'm like, who is voting in casino elections? <laughs> Did my ballot just like get lost in the mail? Like, <laughs> what's voter turnout like for casino elections? This is such a stupid joke. <laughs> Here we go. Here's here's a fun little note. What's the casino's platform on? Oh, and like main issues. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> All right, uh, here, here's one. Um, Taylor Swift came out with two albums this past year. She's like breaking her back. She sings, she dances, she's perfect, she doesn't eat, she's seven feet tall. Um, and, and, then, and she just gets like, she just gets like weird mixed critical acclaim. She's like, you know, th th like, like uh, people are, they trash her for like writing about relationships and they're like juvenile lyrics and it's so pop and it's so simple. Okay, okay, okay. Cat Stevens' name is fucking Cat. And that's and that's just what, like like he's trying so none that he couldn't even come up with a name. He's like cat, whatever. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Cat. Thank you. Thank you. But just really quick, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before I go, I just want to let you guys know. Actually, we're out of cat. So I don't know. <laughs> Yay! A brilliant news and Anna. Brilliant new joke from Sierra Hager. Yay! Cat? It's <laughs> uh, very funny. Uh, your next comedian, clap your It's a female rock block. Put your hands together, everybody, for Christy! Hey, guys. All right, going to do some new ones today. Uh... All right, so I, this is might just be a me thing, but I cannot stop singing 90s gum jingles. <laughs> and 
you know, there's just so many to choose from. Like, so kiss a little longer, longer bit than red. And then there's a double your pleasure. And then there's juicy fruit, it's gone. And then, uh, and then the Mentos one. And I just like, I think Mentos commercials are amazing because if you're not familiar with them, it's like a chewy mint and then something happens, like a guy sits on a wet park bench and he's like, oh, now I have wet marks on my back. <laughs> but you know what? If I roll in the paint, it's now a pinstripe suit, Mentos. And I think that, you know, 90s were the heyday of jingles and these premises, because like nowadays it would be like, you know, they're trying to have a baby to save the marriage. And they're like, oh, we can bring some freshness in this relationship with Mentos. Um, I don't know. I don't, that one's clunker. Um, all right. <laughs> Another one is, so when I was coming of age in LA, the body standard was Paris Hilton, like heroin chic. And then now sort of all of the magazine covers are like, curves are in, time for curves, like Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, nobody talks about how there's a, a right kind of curvy and a wrong kind of curvy. Like everyone likes the, the hourglass. Nobody talks about my body type, which is reverse hourglass. <laughs> goes, it goes out in the middle. Um, <laughs> so I think that uh, it's kind of interesting when I see on people's like dating apps that one of their interests is fitness. And I'm here to tell you that that's not an interest. You having an interest in fitness, like just fitness in general, like not running, not kickboxing, just fitness, that's honestly code for no fat chicks. <laughs> it is. Like honestly, fitness is not a personality and it's not an interest. So that's just, that's not a joke, that's just a tip for everyone here. <laughs> um, so another thing, like now that everything is just, we're just starting to come out of the COVID stupor and people are getting vaccinated and stuff, people are like totally glamorizing pre-COVID life. They're like, God, remember when we would just like make out with anybody at a bar and then like go to MoMA and like lick the paintings. And remember how like <clears throat> we would like just press elevator buttons with our tongues. And it's just like, it's gonna be so weird when we're all back and we can't do that. I'm never gonna remember the taste of a Van Gogh. Um, let's see. So, speaking of bad dates, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> um, all I'm going to, I'm going to stop right there because you know what? I'm a fan of tearing defeat out of the jaws of victory. So <laughs> clap your hands together, everybody for Christine. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Vishal Kaul. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. All, uh, for all two people here. Okay. Oh my God. Thank you so much. How's it going, guys? So uh, I'm a software engineer, but it sucks. So I started modeling recently. Don't hate me for it. I'm not a huge piece of shit. I'm not a fashion model. Okay. I'm what's known as a lifestyle model. As my agent always reminds me, that means I'm not hot, just approachable. <laughs> so apparently I can't wear a leather jacket, I can wear a nice smile. 
I can't rock Gucci. I can rock the shit out of a Klondike. <laughs> I actually did a, a shoot for the tech company GoDaddy. I guess I was the daddy. <laughs> I also did a shoot for Klondike. Not the ice cream, but the bullshit tech startup, which apparently exists. In both commercials, I played a developer because even in fiction, people can't believe that I'm not an engineer. <laughs> so uh, when I got the audition for Klondike, I thought it was the tech company and I was in Tahoe skiing. I thought it was the ice cream. So like a dumbass, I went, you guys like cold stuff? Me too, I'm in Tahoe. <laughs> and somehow I got the part. But were these, were these guys just like, this guy's an idiot. Perfect for a male model. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's on me, though. I don't think it's on me, right? Like, why would you name yourself after something way more famous, right? People are going to get confused, right? Like, that's like if you went to a Chance the Rapper show and I pop out and you're like, you're not Chance the Rapper. And I'm like, no, I'm not Chance the Rapper the Rapper. I'm Chance the Rapper the software engineer comedian lifestyle model. <laughs> and stop coming up to me just because I'm so goddamn approachable. <laughs> um, do you guys know the movie Marriage Story? Whenever I go home, I'm working on material for my screenplay, Arranged Marriage Story. <laughs> it's weird, in Bollywood movies now, they have what's known as love marriages. My mom watches those movies the way I watch Avengers Endgame. <laughs> just like, oh, what enjoyable fiction. <laughs> Wouldn't want that happen to me. I wouldn't want my universe to get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, it's tough like talking to my mom about dating stuff, you know, because her perspective on what's allowed is so different than mine, you know? Like she goes, hey, I'm modern. If you want, before marriage, you can even hold hands. <laughs> I am not looking forward to the day I bring my future wife home and my mom sees me like put my hand on her legs and she's like, oh, you slut. <laughs> or uh, I make eye contact with her and she's like, oh, don't do that before marriage. Use protection. Wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, oh, I forgot the rest of this bit. I'm sorry, guys. I was on a friggin' roll, though. Oh, 30 seconds, one minute. Um, yeah, man. Uh, oh, uh, it's, it's also crazy how different the problem is for white folks. Like, my roommate's mom is so sexually open. He goes, dude, my mom won't stop asking me if I'm eating ass. <laughs> she keeps telling me to try it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just don't hold hands with her. <laughs> um, I think that's about my time. Thank you, guys. Beach yeah. call, everyone. Hooray. Yay. All right. Um, we were just running through the list with four-minute sets. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio if you don't have cash to put in the little jar up front. That's okay. You can always Venmo us at Mutiny Radio, all one word. And your next comedian, he's a new guy here. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky. You put the mic all the way over here. I don't know what to do. All right. Hey. All right. Uh, hooked up with a religious girl in college. That was fun. Uh, on her bedstand, she had this book, How to Stay Catholic in College. Uh, I don't think she read it. Uh, I don't think it was like chapter two, how to have premarital sex with a Semite. 
Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. You know, I think a lot of their literature really revolves around nailing a Jew. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm in a relationship. Any of you guys uh, mess up a one-night stand? It was all going so well, you know. She came back to my place. She left, and then something happened. She's got her toothbrush in my bathroom. I, I don't know how that happened. It's going well, though. Uh, I think a one-night stand is really the best way for you to start a relationship. Like, you really start at the bottom, and you give yourself room to grow. Like, you know, you go out, you get some drinks, you meet someone you like, you take them home consensually, and I'm sad we have to stress that part, but you know, whatever, platforms. Uh, <laughs> you take her home, then she leaves the next day, and you're like, oh, there's something in the, in the pit of my stomach. Do I miss her? No, nah, it's just the hangover shits. But once you squirt those out, yeah, you squirt those out, you maybe like, you take a look to see what you ate last night, but then you can be like, oh yeah, that person was kinda cool, I miss them, and you can go from there. Guys, that, that poop joke was romantic as shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend doesn't like that bit. She goes, uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, it wasn't a one-night stand. It was love at first sight. Ugh. That's, uh, that's not as romantic as you think it is. Like, uh, oh, I think that's a concept that was invented by guys. It was just like two guys at a bar. Like, dude, I am in love with that girl. Oh, really, what do you like about her? Her silhouette, man. It's great. Oh, dude, I, are you sure you're not just horny? That's what it is. I, I keep getting those words mixed up. I'm horny at first sight. Uh, I don't know. It's, it feels lazy, though. It's like, it, uh, it feels lazy. Like, you're going to do one sense. You're going to go with sight, and that's it. You're not going to use the other five. Am I right, Ghost of Bruce Willis? All right. Timely sixth sense jokes. That's what I'm all about here. Timely humor. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like you at least need a couple of those other senses, though. Like, personally, I need a 90-second trailer with a kick-ass soundtrack to even consider watching a movie. You're in love after a sight? That, that doesn't seem like it'll work. Uh, I don't know. You, you haven't even heard me talk. Like, you, you don't know what I sound like, you don't know what I say. You could come up to me, I could be like, hi, my name's Josh. You don't, you don't know. Come up to me, be like, oh, hi, how are you? White power. You don't know. Or I could be like, I don't own a TV. It's pronounced Budapest, not Budapest. You don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. Appreciate it, guys. Yay, Josh Katsi. Kind of like Yahtzee with a K, I think, maybe. Your next comedian, he's in town just for a couple days. Clap your hands together. Everybody enjoy the jokes of Isaiah Castillo. I'm not the kind of girl who gives like that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, just want to say one thing. You guys ever notice how teachers have the biggest asses ever? Just like big old, just giant asses. Like not necessarily in a sexual way, but like, like an ass I want to take a nap on. You know, like very comforting. Like my mom, my teacher, third grade teacher, Miss Offer, she just had the biggest, just biggest ass ever. One time she was helping a kid next to me, and she's like, her ass is just in my face. Like, it got like 20 degrees cooler. Like, this ass was just massive. And she turns around to help a kid, smacks me in the face with her ass. She helps the other kid that's on the ground, smacks me in the, uh, the other kid in the head with the ass. Like, this ass was catching hands, dude. 
His ass was just huge. I don't know why teachers, it's like all the diet coaches go straight there. I don't understand it. Big ol' asses, man. Like, I don't, I don't get how, like, how would you have sex with my third grade teacher, like, from behind? Like, I don't, it wouldn't be possible. Like, if you wanted to do it, like, you'd have to go to Home Depot, get some bungee cords, hook them in the ass cheeks, run that thing to an F-150 going 80 miles an hour. Like, that's the only way you can have sex with my third grade teacher. Yeah, we called her the ass-slinging slasher. Swear to God. That's what we called her. Just, just too, too much ass, man. Uh, man, I, I got addicted to Viking at by accident when I was 15. <laughs> by accident. I uh, tore my hamstring. Doctor was like, here you go, kid. Give me some Vicodin. 15 years old. And, uh, it, you know, the thing about it was that I popped this thing right before my driver's ed course. Yeah, so I, I popped this Vicodin, and I'm 15. I'm on Vicodin, so I'm being stupid. You know, I get in the car. He's like, uh, we do all our checks. He's like, oh, you're forgetting something. I was like, you're right. The radio. Click that shit on. He's like, nah, your seatbelt, guy. <laughs> like, come on. We get on the freeway. We're like about an hour in. The Viking really kicks in. <laughs> so I start getting like, I start dozing off a little bit. Yeah, and then my, my instructor, he's a notice because he has diabetes, so he's also kind of dozing off too. <laughs> so we're just like going like 80, 85 on the freeway, just like burning on the river, like just totally feeling it. I'm a 15. <laughs> I turned the radio on when he was passing out, you know. So then we're going, and then finally, um, you know, but to the naked eye, you don't notice because it says driver's student, right? So it looks like I'm learning. But in reality, there's a 15-year-old high on narcotics <laughs> and a driver's ed instructor high off peppermint patties, you know. So we're like, he's like, all right, exit right here. He, like, wakes up from a sugar rush. He wakes up. He's like, exit right here. I'm going about 80 miles an hour. We, like, we take the exit. And... Um, you know, off the exit ramp, the light turns yellow. So I do what my dad taught me. You know, I start speeding up. <laughs> so I floor this thing, high on bike, and just burning through the river, just flying. And then he slams on his brakes, looks at me, and goes, this isn't a game, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on Vicodin, and everything's a game, dude. <laughs> Love drugs. But yeah, man, um, I've been attracting a lot, of, a lot of gay men. You know, a lot of the gays love me. You know, I, they call me an Iranian rocket scientist. I don't know if that was a compliment or or what that is, uh, but some guy said that on YouTube. I was like, dude, you cannot put Iranian rocket scientist in the same sentence. I'm have Homeland Security on my ass. <laughs> I gotta chill. But yeah, the, the gay dudes love me. They're they're in my DMs all the time. Like five guys in my DMs told me the same exact phrase. Let me suck you up. <laughs> Not off, up vertically. Yeah, and I told him like, no, I'm a heterosexual male. Like. There'll be no dick sucking, I'm sorry. Because they keep asking me. He keeps asking me, like, no, there'll be no dick sucking. He's like, oh, man, it's just head. It's not gay. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not straight. Like, I don't. He's like, no, nah, man, it'll be under the covers. You can watch porn. No teeth. And I'm like, all right. I kind of like teeth in the blowjob, just a little bit. You know, it's like a texture thing. You know when you put <laughs> celery in the tuna salad? You know? Oh I, I, like, I like little teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, let me suck you up. I'll be under the covers, I'll give you 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks. And you know, the thing is, like, when this happens to women, it's creepy, right? If a guy was just asking you, you know, like, let me suck you up, let me see that, it's creepy. What happens to me, my friends are like, yo, it's 50 bucks, get some head and get some bread, what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, then, um, and I was also offended, because I just think, you know, I'm at least a triple digit dick, at least. Like, come on. So he's like, 150, I was like, all right, well, I'm wearing a butt plug, all right? <laughs> So if you get a blowjob from another man while wearing a butt plug, that is not gay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yay, Isaiah Castillo. I'm so glad you're in town. Your joke's the one about the people in the 
I think about it every time I'm crossing the street now. You have the one about the people in the, in, yeah, that there's someone caught in there. Yeah, yeah. I love that joke. I think every time that it is you, I thought I remembered your jokes. Yay, I'm so excited to have you on Asiento this Wednesday at 7.30. Um, Isaiah Castillo will be there also. Uh, Nicole Tran and um, Evelyn Erie Diamond, uh, among others. But I'm super excited that you're going to be there. That's Wednesday at Asiento. You can get your reservations on Eventbrite right now, and you have to because it's limited seating, and it sells out every week. It's really fun. And the food's really good. All right. Okay. We have a couple comics left that are going to do four minutes. And your next comic is Brendan Solomon. Yay. Was Brendan Solomon outside? Brendan Solomon. Did somebody leave and not tell me? That kind of sucks a little bit. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Mike Rayo. Fuck. You guys left a little ziplock on the floor. It's like throwing the condom down, like fuck it. <laughs> How is hold on. I'm wasting 30 precious seconds. This sounds like how I put a condom on. <laughs> how is everybody doing tonight? I'm from Hawaii. But I lived out here. I, 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 I try to explore the real gentrification. I got fat as fuck out there, even though the humidity. I done gained COVID weight and holiday weight. It's fucked up. I stepped on the scale. That shit looked like a stopwatch. Apparently my weight is error. <laughs> I hopped in the shower, 75 cents came out. It's been an ongoing occurrence for like a month now. I got my bathtub looking like a wishing well. But wishes don't come true, ladies and gentlemen, in my house. They just got bus fare for a month. Man, I'm fat as fuck. I'm drunk as fuck. The only reason why I'm doing this shit, because I, I, I got on this shit later, because, like, a workshop shit, I don't want people to, like, critique me. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I'm going through some shit. The day after uh, St. Patrick's Day out here, it was fucked up. There's St. Patrick's Day out here. I'll, I'll give you guys some advice. Don't mix corned beef hash, alcohol, and cocaine. You'll think you have COVID the next day. The next day I took a rapid test, paid all that shit, went to Vacaville and all the shit. They told me to come back in two hours. I was like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. They were like, there's cocaine on the cotton swab. You gotta take it again. Long story short, long story short, I was negative for COVID, but positive for partying. <laughs> oh man. You can tell by my hairy, heavy breathing, cause I ain't used to this shit. Hawaii's fucked up, man. Hawaii's fucked up. Only reason why I went out there, cause I was like, they gentrified my city. I gotta get to the source. <laughs> They killed all the white people. <laughs> or or basically did that. Ah. 
I was going to say some weed jokes, but I'm too high right now. I forgot about them. <laughs> oh, man. What else should I talk about? I only got four minutes. This shit sound like a porno. Y'all sound hella quiet. It's like my sex life. Like, man, I got more. I got more. I, I promise you guys, I got more. Oh, shit. Okay. What's that mean? <laughs> By a show of hands, anybody been in a threesome? No? It's like an A meeting in here? <laughs> it's, fuck, it's fucked up when you're fat. I bought some homeless bitches. I don't give a fuck if it's Me Too or San Francisco. I bought some homeless bitches in my house. I needed a ride. It was kind of homeless. They got a car that was going to take me home. They were sprawling my couch, found out there was lesbian. This XC kicked in. I went there. I took all my clothes off. I looked like a fresh sliced chicken breast that got dropped on a barbershop floor. Just random hairs everywhere. <laughs> they said, you got to do all the work. I'm over here hitting pussy, eating pussy. I couldn't breathe. And it dawned to myself. It dawned on myself. I should do it with a, another dude and a girl so I could take water breaks and shit. That's my time. Thank y'all. <laughs> Clap your hands together for Mike Rayo. All right, two comedians left. Put your hands together right now for Mike Bond. Hang up and run. Yeah, how y'all doing today? Oh shit, I think I just kissed the microphone. Good luck. I got now I got COVID. Fuck. So uh I know. I'm gonna use a baggie. <laughs> I'm gonna try some uh today. Give me a heads up, what do you think? Uh, I just got my patience tested the other day, found out I was negative. <laughs> Fuck them. That's why. Fuck them. You know what I mean? That's a new one I just wrote. Uh, shit, I just took my coronavirus test the other day. I passed. I got a C minus, so I'm clean. <laughs> you guys can stand next to me now, you know? Shit, man. I was just fucking around with some new jokes, man. I saw a, a homeless guy on the street the other day. You guys ever watched the show Hoarders before? You ever watched that show, you know? I saw a homeless guy on the street the other day. He was a hoarder, man. I was like, damn, how does that work out? You know what I'm saying? He had like six or seven carts and shit walking down the street. I was like, damn, he really got a problem, you know? Like, we need to get this guy some therapy or some shit like that. It was crazy. And he had the most random shit in there, too. He had, like, a half a half a TV in there. I was like, damn, he had, like, one skate. I was like, damn, how do you homeless and whore? That's some shit right there. But he did it, you know, so kudos to him. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> you know? Jeez, man. I think, I think, you know, sometimes when you see a crazy person and they say some crazy shit to you, sometimes you got to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it actually makes sense. You know what I'm saying? When you're walking down the street and you see a crazy motherfucker say some shit, you're like, oh, shit. You know, I was walking down the street the other day and he goes, hey, man, the McRib is back. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> facts, bro, facts. That, that actually makes sense. I'm, I'm actually going to step over there and do that, man. But fuck the McRib, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fuck the McRib, you know? How, how you gonna make a McRib sandwich and say that's a rib? That's a piece of fucking meat, right? That's some bullshit, especially with people that like ribs and shit like that, right? You know? That's some bullshit. Anyway, I'm just trying out some new jokes, people. I'm just trying out some new jokes, man. 
right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not, I'll try out a couple of old jokes that I use in my old sets. Fuck it, I, I don't care, man. Clap it up if you got a big-ass head. You know you got a big-ass head, man. I, I just see it over there, man. You can't hide it, especially under the light and everything, you know. It's hard to hide big-ass heads, man. And I try, too, sometimes, because I got one, too, you know. It's fucked up, man, because I went to the hat store the other day, and the dude at the hat shop was like, check it out, man. Your head is big as fuck. It's going to be about 8 to 12 weeks before we get your size in. I don't know what else we can tell you, bro. I understand it, man. I understand it. And it's real, too, because all my family got big-ass heads. You know what I'm saying? You know, I looked at my son the other day, and I was like, damn, I got to explain to him he got a big-ass head. I don't know how I'm going to do that. You know, so, you know, I figured it's going to be two important conversations I need to have with him. Number one is how you deal with the police, and number two, you got a big-ass head, son. Both stories are equally as important, you know. How much time I got, Pam? I'm good? Okay, I got one more joke for you guys here. I believe my cell phone is watching me. How many people think their cell phones are watching them? You know, obviously we know they are, you know. I was using the Waze app the other day, man. I was using the Waze. I was getting around the city, and Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a Popeye's about a half a block away. Would you like to get your big ass on over there? I'm like, you know what, phone? We're going to have to talk about this shit one day, but I got a few minutes to kill. Let me get on over there and grab me some Popeyes. It's just a half a block away. Fuck it, you know? Fuck it. Why not? Let me do it. And then, and then, and then my phone tells me that I'm stupid, you know? It's like, hey, Mike, download this app and you may get smarter. But first, you got to pay $6 for the app. <laughs> I was like, damn, I feel dumber already. Hey, y'all, that's been my time on Mike Bonds. <laughs> Mike Bonds, everyone. Are you Brandon Solomon? Who did you? Oh, Xavier. So I see. So the Brandon Solomon person is not your Xavier Bronson. Okay, see, I got confused because he didn't. The other guy, I don't know his name. And he just kept waving at me. And I'm like, the hubris of you, motherfucker. I've met you once and you're a bearded comedian. And I'm supposed to remember who you are? Like, seriously, not you, but the other guy who kept, like, <laughs> waving at me and not writing his name down. And I'm like, I threw him the list. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, like I've been in comedy 10 years. I can't remember everyone's name. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Xavier Bronson! All right, everybody, give it up for Brandon Solomon, that son of a bitch. How dare he ran out on Pam? How dare he? That cis, white, male, gender motherfucker, whatever he is. To be fair, Pam, to be fair, he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> I, I, I met him outside, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're totally in the right, you're totally in the right. And, and he's a, again, he's a cis white male, like, yeah, fuck him, right? Same team, same team. Uh, you know what's funny, man? Uh, people don't think the Bay Area is racist, right? But I've been doing Uber for three months, just playing strictly rap music, and I haven't received a tip ever since. Like, it's that, <laughs> it's that, uh, it's that passive aggressive, like, I don't like this rap music shit, you know what I mean? But. But the only reason why I did that is because I was sick and tired of hearing white women sing songs in my car. It's like, why the fuck would you do that? I'm a, I'm a complete stranger. Why would you sing in my car? Why? Like, you only sing like in vulnerable, vulnerable places, right? Like, vulnerable places, like when you're taking a shit or you're taking a shower, 
why the fuck would you sing in a complete stranger's car? I could be a serial killer, and you're giving me your most vulnerable moment. Like, why would, why would you do that? That needs more work. But listen, um, I'm on to something. I'm on to something here. Um, what else I got? Uh, I have a gay computer. Uh, and it's cool because it's sleek. I can, like, put it in my man purse if I had one. Uh, the problem is, is it's gay because of the name, not really because of the size or anything like that. I have a Mac Mini. Like, that's a gay <laughs> computer for sure. Like, that's, that's pretty homo. Uh, I'm kidding with the homo. But still, like, it's, it's, it's you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, pandemic, man, the pandemic. The pandemic. My daughter's failing homeschool. Uh, that's, that's not a good sign of parenting, like really good parenting at all. Like, she's failing homeschool, like something's up with me, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Her teacher called the other night. Her teacher was like, we, we got to talk. And it was late night. When, as a parent, like, Anything after 8 o'clock is late night, you know what I mean? And the teacher called, and she said, uh, hey, Mr. Bronson, we need to talk. And I'm like, oh, shit, Miss Braga wants the dick. Like, oh, shit, because her teacher is fine. She's hot, right? And she tells me, Mr. Bronson, we have to talk. Like, you know, your daughter, she got caught watching YouTube videos during class time. And I'm like, oh, shh. I'm like, you know what? No, that can't be right. That can't be right. She's sitting right next to me, right? Brandon Solomon, right? Brandon? Okay. All right, man. Thanks. No. Hey. I, I still think you're a nice guy. But uh, uh, the <laughs> my daughter, man, she's, I'm like, dude, I'm like, Miss Braga, there's no way she's um, on YouTube because she's sitting right next to me. There's no way she's watching YouTube. And she's like, Mr. Bronson, uh, the school librarian this is all she does. This is her only thing she does is cybersecurity. There's no more school. There's no library, right? Like, what other job does she have? And I was like, I started thinking about it, and I was like, fuck. Ms. Braga, I was watching YouTube videos during her class, too. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're really right. You're right about all of that. Um, I swear, guys, this is better if Brandon Solomon didn't exist. But uh, there's a real bad tragedy. Um, how much time do I have, Pam? There it goes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. Honka, honka. Uh, yeah, man, there's a real bad tragedy that happened in Las Vegas. This dude, uh, serial killer, it was real tragic, man. This guy killed a, a mom, the housekeeper, and a 12-year-old boy. And there's nothing funny about, you know, that type of murder spree. Nothing funny. But I couldn't get over the fact that his name was Jason Bourne. I was like, what the f Like, is this for real, you know? And he ended up uh, calling the dispatch earlier, and he said he was Bane from Batman. And I was like, holy shit, listen. Maybe this guy just forgot what role he was playing that day. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That's what I thought. Okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks for hearing me. Yay. Right. Keep your hands clapping, everybody, for Xavier Bronson. Hooray. Are you unplugging, replugging? Oh, okay, cool. Yay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run around and do some jokes, too.
Yay, me! Oh, I just have like two, two quick jokes I want to run. Um, oof, I think I might, I, I know I don't have COVID, but I think I have lung cancer. <laughs> like, I'm, that's, I don't, my lung hurts. But that's the thing is there's actually, this isn't what I want to talk about, but I looked it up on WebMD and there's not a lot of pain receptors in your lungs. So it doesn't really make any sense. So then I'm like, oh my God, is it a heart problem? <sighs> Whatever. I don't do enough cocaine to have heart problems. A lot of people say I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that, I, I look nothing like Katherine Keener. And I can't afford cocaine. I'm not Katherine Keener. No, I've been a nanny for a long time, and um, I used to nanny these two twin six-year-olds. Oh, my God, they were so cute. And you were talking about screen time and kids and screen time, it's ubiquitous, right? Well, when you pay me 25 bucks an hour, there is no screen time because I am fostering creative play. Um, so they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn uh, and they put tape over my mouth and they took this laser pointer to my hand and they said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, ow, ah, ah, fostering creative play being a good nanny and uh, they put the laser pointer to my foot and they were like we're freezing your foot oh it's so cold oh, ah. she put it up to my chest and said I'm breaking your heart I was like Daria you need to stop okay <laughs> society has broken my heart what's the name of the game you're playing and they put their little twin, like six-year-old heads together. And they come back. Police state. <laughs> You're cutting off my, or what, see, I'm glad I'm running this joke. What did I do? Why am I tied to this desk chair with yarn? And they put their little heads back together. And they come back. You stole a laptop. <laughs> You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And they looked me dead in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. Oh. Ah! From the mouths of babes! Oh, no. I did learn something really cute from a 15-year-old, and it's if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, uh, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> Genius! Those kids must read. This other thing uh, I like to do with kids is read books. Oh my God, books, what? So I decided to read a classic uh, to the kids, Gulliver's Travels, right? Old book, it's a classic, it's great, and I got, I, I first person narratives, I get real tied up in it, you know? So I was thinking like, what if I was Gulliver? And what if I was being tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men? started to get excited like you know what if what if like they had a little like a little a little wheelbarrow and they like came up my leg and, like there was a strawberry and they fed it to me <laughs> right <laughs> what if they were like i don't know like 10 to 12 of them got together and did this cirque du soleil like a like a dildo i'm <laughs> It's the cutest gangbang I can think of, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a Lilliputian gangbang. It's like there are 10 to 12 of them in there, and they are, we are all having a good time tied up on this beach. <laughs> right? 
How about, I mean, here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, all right? Because <laughs> the baby's only like six months old and it can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. So, and if I'm getting banged from behind, and making eye contact with the baby. So I'm having a good time, baby's having a good time, right? You know, just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. Makes me a bad nanny. <laughs> Thank you. One more. Well, you know, balls have been on the menu since 2002. That was a confusing time for me. I was married and all of a sudden, like, I, and then I wasn't married and all of a sudden there were, everyone wanted to stick their balls in my mouth. I'm like, where did this come from? Why? There were no, and okay, there's, this is a thing. But I say let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. So if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Well, if, I want, if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> S'more dick, please. <laughs> Less balls. <laughs> S'more dick. <laughs> Put dick back on the menu. Well, and with this, the, I, women, we, everyone's getting so 